wardrobe malfunctions. We've all been there, my friends, and we all have the scars to prove it. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my Wardrobe Malfunction podcast. If you've joined us before, you can probably skip the next 15 seconds. If you haven't, let me tell you that in every episode, I talk to a very special guest about their relationship with clothes. We find out everything from their comfort blanket to their burial suit. And of course, hear about their ultimate wardrobe malfunction. And in our pyjama party at the end of the show, I hear from you. Please keep sending us your terrific and terrifying tales of clothing calamities. Email help at mywardmal.com or contact us at mywardmal to tell us more. But now, let's get on to today's guest. It's Trini. I know everything about Trini. She's my partner. She's my best friend. She's my mother. She's my sister. She's my nanny. She's my life organizer. And we have spent so much time together over the years. So it's going to be interesting to find out if I can unearth some deep and dark secrets about her wardrobe malfunctions. To be honest, this is the first time we've done anything together like this for years. And we've both gone in different directions. I'm doing this podcast and writing and Trini has got the most fabulous makeup line, as I'm sure many of you will know. Trini London, best makeup in the world. So you know her, I know her. So let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. So I would Trini. She's dressed like an angel today. So tell me what you're wearing. I am wearing, um, I'm wearing my kind of comfort clothing. Um, and this and is... She looks like <laughs> she's going to, in fact, she looks like a bride. Yeah. But I'm okay. wearing all white, comfort. which is very practical, but I do like all white. And I'm wearing Zara culottes, which I've just had a lot of wheat today. So I do feel I'm about to give What birth. size are you now? You know what? I haven't weighed myself for about two years. Yeah, but you know what size you are. I'm an L in Zara. Okay. Yeah, these are an M. And as you can tell, I'm going to stand up and just show the tightness of the the menopausal stomach. But um, so these are an M. But they're the old Zara M, not the new Zara M, which is very frustrating. Yeah. Then I've got a Zimmerman top on, which is this kind of fluty sleeve. I thought that was Chloe. It's very lovely. It's really. And Zimmerman is, is actually a lovely Australian label. And then over it, I've got a gilet from Zara, which is about five years old. And then I've got got some um stella brogues on in gold and how many necklaces i've got a few i've got an old ysl um vintage necklace i've mm. got do you remember where i got this from do you remember this story so i'm showing up now i'm showing it as if the mic can see by the way because i'm putting it on the mic as if hello mike you can have eyes but this is a little goldfish inside a goldfish bowl in Paspex. and you and i were in i think we were in norway and, and I was going down and there was this fan who came up and I said, I love that necklace. And I forced her to sell it to me for 10 euros. I don't remember that. Yeah, I did. And I love it. I really love it. It brings me good luck. My little perspex fish. It is. It's, it's like sweet, a little goldfish it? bowl yeah. with a little golden fish. And Literally. then here, this is, do you know the irony of this story? Well, she's now massive. I know, but do you know, do you know what this is? Well, it's, a char- it's got lots of charms. It's yeah. a gold necklace with lots of charms on it. Do you remember when I got it? I met, did Johnny get it for you? So, this is, this is the irony. Or did you steal it as no, well? No, I could have stolen it. But Johnny, who was my first husband, well, no, my only husband, who Susanna loved dearly. And, so um, much. And my husband, I, too. Um, 
And your husband too, who I love dearly. Uh, but no, but Johnny was my husband too. Yes, he was your husband. Too. Yeah, that's very true. So on our tenth wedding anniversary, when the year we split up, we'd been mm. together sixteen years. Johnny bought me um, this, and every little charm was significant in our marriage. Oh, and then you gave me something. I can't remember what it was, which I put on there. And then Lila gave me a little purple heart, which I put on yeah. there. So that, so that was that. Then the year I got together with Charles for Christmas. He gave me exactly the same. And he'd gone and chosen all the charms and he put them on. And his daughter had got me a little present, a little ring, which I put on there too. So I have two. No, yeah. and it's the same charms. And it's the same. No, not the same oh. charms. That would have been like, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. But it was just so weird. How that all the things, Charles, who never gives gifts. Yeah. And Johnny, who, you know, would rather just throw money at something and not think about it, was so thoughtful. Yeah. It was just so odd. That is so, so odd. There's a few things that yeah. connect them. I must say, these, the, this necklace is something I do crave. Will you leave it to me in your will? I will. Thank I you. will. I'll leave you. Oh, then what do I do with Lila? I'll, no, so I'll that, work it out. Yeah, we can do one yeah. to you and one to Lila. Okay, one to me, one to Lila. Yeah. Okay, perfect. This is the first time we've been together, quote unquote, publicly. It's the first time we've done anything it work-wise is. together in since... Well, since Norway, which is probably about eight years ago now. Really? Isn't it? I mean, so much has happened since then. I mean, Trini, I have to tell you where I am right now. It's in Trini's new offices for Trini London, her makeup. And I cannot begin to tell you how much pride I have for my friend. She has gone from a little idea which used to annoy the shit out of me, <laughs> banging on about it, decanting her makeup into these little Muji stacks. And I'm like, oh, God's sake, this is such a waste of time. But typical Trini being anal. Two, now having probably about 25 people working for you. 50, but they're not all here. 50 people working for her in the most exquisite offices off the King's Road on Jubilee Place, and you can come to the little store if you book an appointment to go and get your makeup and stuff. It's fantastic. Just go to And I'm just so proud of you. And, you know, part of me is sitting here thinking... This would never, well, in fact, I'm not, not part of me. All of me is knowing that if we had been still together, this would never have happened. Hmm. It's true. It's true because I think to do what we're both doing now takes our full attention. So yeah. you would never have been able to write a novel mm. because you needed to give it your full attention, let go of everything mm. else. And I would never have been able mm. to do this. It's very true. And I think mm. that's, there's that, you know, moment which... Any woman, you know, listening, if you're in that kind of mid-alt moment, adult moment of your life and you think, do I have another project in me? Mm. You know, because we both kind of, it was not until we were over 50 Mm. that we then both kind of had this third career. Yeah. And when I think about what it takes to actually execute it Mm. and it's kind of the, the, I think the hardest part is getting it out your head and onto the table. You yeah. Know, so for you, having an idea for a book for years, yeah. But actually, getting down, having the discipline to write it, yeah. and for me to, you know, it's so easy to talk about. Oh, one day I will do this because you, you never ruin the dream. Mm. You know, you never kind of. Well, have once to you've then done it, failure. then what's your next dream? That's that's, that's true too. Thing. That is true too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so, kind of like I mean, I'm just thinking about when we finished, and I remember you told me because when we kind of things started to wind down with you and I. And it was at the same time that Johnny left us. And I remember you saying that 
you gone to see someone and they said you were mourning two things. You were mourning Johnny and also the end of our partnership. And I kind of didn't really get that. But now I look back, I went through the same thing, through a period of mourning and insecurity. And it was literally like my right side had been taken away Mm. from me. And it's taken a long time to find out who I am without you. Mm. I remember, you know, it's so odd. I, you know how sometimes other people have to carry your memories because yeah. you're at capacity to remember, or yeah. you just kind of... But I remember now, I remember that woman who I went yeah. to see, I remember exactly that thing, and it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And it is that when you've... Because it is a marriage, because our relationship was a marriage when you said at the beginning, mm. you know, I love you and hate you in equal measure. You mm. probably totally love me and I totally yeah, love you. I absolutely. don't, I don't yeah. hate any part of you. No, me neither. Um, but... It's we know each other so well, yeah. and the ease of that now when you're not every single day working with each other. Because when you're every day working with each other, then even though you know somebody incredibly well, there are days you wake up when you'll let things go because mm. you know them well, and there are days when you it would just kill you that mm. habit they have because you think, Why are they doing that again? Mm. Why are they acting out again? Yeah, you know, but it's also that thing of you get so used to. So, you know, you and I, as we know, are complete opposites in the way we dress and everything. But it's when you get used to someone being really good at something. So knowing your weaknesses and the other person fills that hole of your weaknesses and suddenly they're gone. And you've got to learn how to do that on your own. You know, I always relied on you for so many things for being organized, for, you know, telling me to wash my hair. What have you learned to do by yourself? And I'll tell you what I've learned to do by myself. Or um, learned to be. I have learned to not procrastinate. Mm-hmm. So if I've got to do something, I now get up and I do it. Yeah. And I'm much more organized than I used to be because I used to rely on you for everything. So I'm, I've realized I'm actually quite OCD. And, you know, I relied on you to sort of be tidy and, and make sure we got to the train on time and all of that. And now yeah. I am militant. Yeah. In that area yeah. of my life. And it's kind of something that's developed and it's a side that was always there, but I never needed to use it yeah. until you and I weren't together. Yeah. That's so true. I think I've learned the opposite things, but things that I was lacking. I've learned how to be funny. Or mm. I've let myself be funny. Because yeah. I felt always in our relationship you were always the more emotionally cuddly one and the one with a better sense of humour. And I went into that sort of anal, obsessive box. Mm. But I probably, half of how I do it now is because of being with you long enough to learn it. And mm. also because of the other reason you say it just sort of, you know, you, you push it down because somebody yeah. else is doing it. And the other thing probably is to acknowledge when people have done things well mm. you know and to mm. and to be kind mm. so I kind of didn't have so much time for kindness and you would always be the one who was I would do secret kindness but you were always politely very nicely kind you know I would get riled up and you would be calm but yeah. then occasionally you would broke you know no, when it really I, went to I then would you'd, really yeah, and then I'd be like what a relief <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's really interesting yeah. that, that we that we have it yeah. is it is. So, um, going get on back to clothes, to clothes yeah. yeah. So, when you were growing up, Trinchon, so much, it's just lovely chatting to I you. Know, it is. Who were your influences when you were growing up? Mm. 
in terms of clothes. You know, we were always asked this question. Yeah. And we found it so fucking so irritating. Boring. There yeah. you are asking. I know. I was looking it's at like some of these. Oh, yeah. Should we go back to El McPherson, yeah. Tilda Swinton? What were the lists we had that we'd yeah. pull on? No, but when you were a little girl. I was really, really small. I mean, I think that, I mean, I was similar to you in a way that I think we both had fathers who were peacocks. Mm. So my father would take my mummy shopping yeah. and that was the time mummy would dress well otherwise she didn't give a shit she was Scottish and didn't really care my mother's never mm. really been a vain woman interested in fashion mm. um, and my father was always beautifully dressed and and really you know liked colours to be perfect so I think I got that analness from him and I got that kind of tidy anal what's the complete outfit from my mm. father much more than my mother my mother had zero skincare routine or makeup routine so I didn't get that from her I got that from having very bad skin mm. um so I think my sister also probably I don't know your sister's mm. eight years older were but- you ever in in no I never got anything like that from my sister weirdly but um did you ever feel less than Wiggle, Wiggle is Trini's sister. Do you ever kind of, in terms of how you looked or... I think when I was 14, struggling with appalling acne and my sister was 18 and glamorous and had lots of men clamouring after her and looked gorgeous, Mm. I probably felt... I don't think I ever felt jealous of my sister, but I think I felt she's gorgeous and I feel really unattractive and and she's glamorous and I feel... And you you wanted to be like more like her maybe? Mm. Maybe that when I was sort of, of 14, yeah. but by the time I was 16, she was running around. You know, it's very difficult, Susanna, because mm. my memories are really bad. Mm. You know, even like, I can't remember anything hardly before I'm sort of eight. Mm. You know, it's just... Yeah, but you know, when it comes to clothes and I try and remember what I wore when I was younger, I can't remember no, at I, all. From photographs, I can. My mother, my mother insisted that my sister and I... And my brother, until he was about eight, wore matching. That's what I do remember from photographs. (laughs) Matching red velvet coats. The fact he's not gay is staggering. Uh, Matching red velvet coats, matching blue velvet coats. Mm. You know, um, yes, I do remember that from pictures. And now, okay, so you're, you're running a rapidly growing business. I mean, are there times when you feel insecure? Do you still, because I remember you all, well, you know, you've always dressed to use clothes as armour as mm. much as being head to toe mm-hmm. perfect. Do you still do that? I still feel that if I have an outfit that gives me a flow, I, I, I like to put clothes on in the morning that I really enjoy mm. for the day. I don't like to put an outfit on that by 10 o'clock I think, why on earth did I wear that today? Yeah. So that's why I still give it thought. There's certain, you know, things I know I can slip on in my wardrobe. And even if we only have three outfits like this, where whatever it's like, whatever the weather, whatever, whatever, I'll put it on and I'll feel great through the day. Mm. But then I always want to push myself and experiment mm. with colour and with cut. And I think what's really interesting, since you and I, you know, we wrote so many books on the rules of fashion. Mm. And at the time, I think it was... Very groundbreaking because there were no rules and women had so much choice guidelines. and they wanted, a, they wanted some yeah, guidelines. Yeah. So I think to get guidelines are then there to be broken. Mm. And I think what's happened to me in the last couple of years when I started doing little twinning with Chloe on a mm. Friday, who's very different from you because she's a... You know, she's but she's a different model. She's yeah. more in proportion, but she's, you know, a size 16 hourglass. And she... 
has in the past found it tricky to dress and her mother told her to always wear black, mm. you know. So what I've discovered through doing that with Chloe is we might have written rules for an hourglass shape that we knew made more flattering sense. But I think what you learn over time is the ability to bring joy to somebody. So when Chloe puts something on, which I might think like last week we did like the sort of separates of these florals, she felt so profoundly happy in that outfit mm. that I thought, does it matter it's a round neck because she has a flowing sleeve? I mean, I'm still thinking because she has a flowing sleeve, it's fine that she has mm. that, then we can put a necklace on the front. So I'm still in the back of my mm. mind because you and I could never forget these yeah. rules. But to allow that freedom of spirit to come mm. through in how you I dress. I totally agree. I mean, I found that now my rules have changed. You know, it was always the deep V, but mm. now I've got kind of crepey chest and I don't want to show my boobs yeah. off. But things like, it, for me now, it doesn't matter if things are baggy or on top. So I found this great dress which has like a back-to-front cape, almost, yeah. from Zara. Yeah. And then it's really slim fitting. It's cut on the bias over the waist and hip. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Uh, what but colour? It, it's in bright pink. It's a great yeah. dress yeah. for women with big tits. And, um, so it just disguises feel- everything disguises everything yeah. but it shows off where i'm slim yeah. and it hides so it's kind of the reverse of what we we were saying oh, it's like, like show off your bos- tapered baggy trousers for yeah. a woman who's who's got big hips it's yeah. the same principle yeah i guess so i guess so but, I know what um, you mean. I think it's great. I don't think one should be rigid and I no. think it's really nice that we find that fluidity about what we feel comfortable yeah. in and what looks good. Yeah. But I think it's about making an effort, Sue. So I think lifestyle is different because every time I wake up, I'll walk outside and I'll be going down the street where, you know, some people might look and know that mm. it's me. So do I take that into account when I get dressed? I think, I think I'm so conditioned that first and foremost for me, even running out to get a pint of milk, I'll put on, either I'll put on like a tent dress in a fun colour, mm. but I'd never just put on trackies and a T-shirt. No. I mean, that doesn't exist in my wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, even living in deepest, darkest Sussex, I wouldn't do that. Mm. But I wouldn't, you know, looking at you now, you know, you're accessorised, you've got one, two, three pieces of clothing, the bracelets, necklace, the shoes. I would never go to that level of consideration in my clothing you know I just and when I have to do that I do find it difficult now and so your shape dictates that you suit a beautiful dress or a wonderfully cut shirt which is what you've always gone towards as a cool pair of trousers because I suit complicated things and you suit simple Simple. clean and also and I've realized as I get older it's more masculine too yeah. So it's more androgynous. And I, rem- I remember... But is that also about the fact that you want to be clean and cover your yeah, boobs probably. And, and have a sheet? But I also it. remember your sister, your ste- half-sister, Anne. who did um, oh, Colour uh, Me Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And she, I remember when we saw her, she said to you, and I remember being so pissed off, and, but also it was very interesting. It was always you. You need to be the kind of princess collar sort of prettier clothes whereas yeah. for me it should be more masculine she was the first person who said that and I yeah. discounted it yeah thinking you don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. but actually she absolutely did and she was quite right yeah do you have anything in your wardrobe that is a comfort blanket like the most important piece of clothing it's a weird one and it's this 
Okay. Right, okay. She's the, holding up a I'm, kind of silver scarf. I'm holding up a bandana. Sort of Lurex bandana, and it was given to me by friends of ours, yeah. by Pia and and Electra. But when I travel, and I travel a bit, and even when I don't travel, what I absolutely love about this is I put it on like a scarf, and it's it should be that it costs ten quid. I know it's very expensive because they got it from Saint Laurent, but this, when you're tired and feeling vlumph, well, it's like an amazing uplift because it's that shimmer and it's kind of, uh, you know, it's metallic silvery, which suits mm. you probably better than gold. And it just lifts me. So I might do this with a white t-shirt and a jacket in the winter. I might do it. If I ever wear a dark Navy jumper or nearly black, mm. I can't wear black really, mm. but there's a very rare occasions where I want to wear black trousers and black top because mm. you kind of feel it's chic. I'll put this on top mm. and then it will diffuse the harshness of the black. Mm. But it's like, if I lost this, I'd be really, it's sort of that, it's not what you want to save in a fire, but this is such a clever, small, tiny thing that makes such a big impact mm. and I can pack it into nothing. And I've taken it on every single trip, whether mm. it's winter or summer or a ski holiday or in Utah. So funny because I have one, not from Saint Laurent. I yeah. can't remember where it's yeah. from, somewhere <laughs> really shit. But, and exactly the same, but I use it for different reasons. So it's the kind of long, thin scarf a la Kate Moss that she wears. But the reason I'm starting to wear it now, even though I've got a small face, is to hide yeah, the wrinkly yeah. neck. I mean, that's going to be also another thing. And I've been analysing neck suits. I'll mm. just give you a bit of research on necks. Okay, yeah, So do. I was thinking, as we digress, because I know we're doing Face yoga as well. So, yeah. so there's the A-E-I-O-U, which... You know, I still think it's good. I do every day. So I do about 19 things for my neck. But A-E-I-O-U is key because A is that long muscle that when you do, if you're you're here and you do A, that muscle holds up your whole goddamn face. And then E, E, it's like, you know when they tell you to do tummy muscles and then to do lower tummy muscles? The E to the A is what your lower tummy muscle is to your neck. Okay. a is here. Mm. E, e, it's inside. You can't feel it, but there's a muscle yeah. in there which is making that tight. I, I, it's this one down here, and it's in your jawline. So yeah. you, you want to get that jaw. I, oh, 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 oh. Like a lion. It's okay. I do. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You. So the U is really important because there, under here, do it with me, darling, because really oh, feel the U. Just being bossy no, again. No, no, really feel the U. You. you. Here, feel here. You. 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 You know they do facial yoga now. I'm about, I'm doing facial what, yoga. This is, darling, the basis of it. You do this for five minutes and you'll feel like you're, it's like you It makes so leg. much sense. So that will tighten the yeah. jaw, holds up the neck. The other thing... Is it past the... Is it the... the have I gone beyond... The, beyond the... The lower face lift moment? Yeah. I don't know, I think. <laughs> I think that... Here, the neck... I'd like to have a little do, neck lift. You can do neck lift. So many women, you know, will go on the front of the mirror and they'll do that. Yeah. But I think, I, I think I've seen successful ones, mm. but I've seen people who haven't looked after theirs and so they're yeah. not so successful and maybe they need to consider doing it again. And yeah. then I have seen threads work very well which are little threads you put into mm. to support the frame structure of your neck and then also you can do like fractional microcurrents which deal with the she's talking in a foreign craziness. language now. i know but do, i'm just going into detail for you yeah. deal with that. you know when you turn sideways and suddenly the skin feels oh. a bit like yeah they deal with that awful they deal with that yeah probably not the most obvious question to ask you because i i was struggling to think of this but have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction um, 
I can look back very easily to when, before I met you, when mm. I was in my early teens and I thought that number seven mousse fake tan would mm. counteract my pizza head spotty face. Mm. So I would wear it and it would get on all my clothes. Mm. And then whenever I went to stay with a friend in the countryside, they would be called up by my mother, the parents saying, can she bring her own sheets? Mm. So everything was stained with it. I mean, look back now and it was like, everything about awful. So that is a standout memory for me. It's not so much about a wardrobe function, but it's Mm. about a whole, this I think looks good malfunction Mm. when it actually, when I look back at pictures, I think, what is that orange person? Mm. So definitely that. and, And now I just you know, SPF and, um, I don't color my skin in any way. Um, but I think it's when occasionally you and I were filming and I'd think we dress somebody in something and I think, I love that inspired by that. Let me, let me go and amplify it by (laughs) 10. And then I'll come out like as, you know, the sort of, you know, May Chelsea garden flower show Mm. all in one go. I think when I do loud florals, actually, um, they they wear me all the yeah. time, and that's whenever I do something like that. When I wear clean lines with a little softness, that's when I feel mm. comfortable. Yeah. So there's no one, but there are quite a few. So yeah. I think there's quite a few hardy perennial malfunctions. I don't like you and I don't borrow things that often because we like to kind of you know do our body shape stuff. But I borrowed once from Thomas Starjewski, who was this designer in the eighties. This kind of beautiful ostrich feather dress bow feather dress and it, it was sort of like everything was thrown on it sequins lay everything you can imagine and it had this cape thing it was like so over the top but I thought it was a million dollars and I wore it to a wedding in Rome and it had a train and I thought can I do a train at a wedding yeah. I thought yeah I, I can shine the bride. You, know, you know why not <laughs> yeah. so I thought okay I can and 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 it was July anyway the day of the wedding a couple of things happened so um there was a torrential thunderstorm and there were also 600 people at this wedding and they lost the plasma, you know, so everyone had to find the place to sit and they're Italian. So they'd sit anywhere. So I remember first of all, on the receiving line, it was literally through a torrential stream. So by the time I got up to the bride and groom, I was like, I literally had a dead, a dead thing behind me. And it got to such a bad extent that I, halfway through dinner, when the 20,000th person had stood on my wet, sodding thing behind me, I just said, scissors, please, you know, me and scissors. And I literally just got there and I just chopped it off. And then I, when I was chopping it off, I was thinking, is there anywhere I can put the track together so he will know that I did it? So, so I, then I remember the moment when I had to get it dry cleaned and try and get it to resemble what I borrowed. It was very, very oh difficult. <laughs> Very difficult. Oh, so I'm so thrilled that you do have another wedding malfunction, don't you? With the same designer. (laughs) This is not necessarily one where the outfit was bad, because that would be an injustice (laughs) to my belief in my ability to dress. But I went to a wedding of a mutual friend of ours called William Oswald, and it was another Thomas Darjewski moment, this designer in the 1980s. Um, I had two wardrobe malfunctions with him. Um, And I had gone in, and he was one person who lent me clothes, and I loved his clothes, and he lent me this bright pink suit, really distinctive, with these huge buttons. I thought, great. And it was quite a smart wedding. There were all the members of the royal family there. And uh, it was at St. George, the, the one by, the, by Buckingham Palace, St. George's Chapel or whatever, you know, that, that one there. So I went in and I was late. And so I, I remember sitting quite near the back and I was literally his best friend. So it was a bit embarrassing. I sit quite near the back, which meant I didn't see, you know, a few different people come in. And so then the reception was at St. James's Palace and I'm 
you know, standing around. And Tessa Kennedy comes up, which is the sister of the mother of the bride, Arabella's mother, and goes, what do you think you're doing? And I look at her and I go, I'm sorry. And she goes, how dare you wear the same outfit as the mother of the bride? And I was oh, like, no, no. But I don't know. She said, how can you go to Thomas Tarczewski and order the same outfit? And I thought to myself, my God, I'm really going to get him in the shit here because I don't want to admit that he's lent me something knowing he's made something for somebody else. So I was like, she said, you have to leave now. And I said, William is my best friend. I'm not leaving now. She said, I don't want my sister upset. So she said, make sure you're never in the same room as my sister. <laughs> so I remember at this wedding, I then kind of like <laughs> stayed in one room and then the, the mother right was coming. I had to rush to the other room and make sure you don't have any photographs taken. And, I, and it, was, it was like a comedy. <laughs> a farce. It was like a farce. It was so funny. But I think she never found out. Really? Yeah. Can you remember any that I had with you? I think there were a few moments when you felt you could embrace a look that maybe you should have left on the flat-chested model. Oh, I know the one you're going to tell me about, yeah. You know, there was moments when it became a uni-boob, like, yeah. hero story. The judo suit. The judo you remember? suit. Oh, my God, oh, Susanna. Oh, this is, like, this is my favourite malfunction. So, Susanna, who, before she had her first child, did, you know was you had a very skinny body mm. and middle-aged throat hadn't kicked in before it was removed but you know you you had a really <laughs> fit fabulous body yeah. and you got pregnant and suddenly all of the things went out the window and she had this friend called eric budabauer who's now a very famous kind of stylist florist to the stars in la like so more famous than a florist actually i can't remember quite what he does but you know he yeah. sort of is in bed with everybody Oh, darling, let's go shopping. So, so he took you off, and I think it was somewhere in World's End or somewhere like that, and you came back, and you went, Trini, look at this. And you just decided to go into kind of tent-like linen double judo suit. It was and a it judo was, suit, white leg like, trousers. Oh, it was like it hid everything redeemable about your figure and, 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 um, and showed off nothing. Yeah. And I just thought only, but you only know a what? gay man sometimes but I, can do yeah, that. But I do think, and that's before we really started this whole thing, and I, I, I think that but outfit... we'd written a book by then. I don't know. Susanna, that we, we had, had, hadn't we? No, I don't think. And I think that outfit inspired everything we do did. Do you think it did? I'm trying, yeah. Okay, let me just cast my mind, because we were pregnant when so we did long. our last, second to last series of What Not To Wear. Yeah. No, because we did a few shows of undress after we had babies. I think it was Our before last series of I'd wear. had Joe, that, that outfit. No, because you, you, you had it for pregnancy. Did I? Yes, the whole thing is, he took you off to get something, now you're pregnant, and you just thought it was so clever. I remember you were pregnant. That was the reason why you thought it was acceptable. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, yeah. But it could be, it was before, I mean, it was before we wrote our books. Yeah. Maybe. No, 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 it wasn't Susanna, actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> I we were midway through not, What Not To Wear was... and we wrote our second book okay. in the first series of What Not To Wear. Okay. Yeah, we did. Like, okay. I, there's Shame no getting out of it. Yeah. Shame on yeah. me. Yeah, that's not good. It wasn't you, though, it was Eric. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh. Eric. So, God forbid, and when the day comes, my darling, and I'm putting you to rest... In your coffin. Yes, You're you presuming that I'll be shoot. buried and not cremated. Well, you, you, you will, trust me. I know you well enough. It's that you will go with a bang, sartorially. Would you do an open coffin? Cause no. Because I was thinking as I was thinking about this, okay, somebody's dressing the dead body. Who's that for? Is that for Lila to see? Is, am I going to have an open no, coffin? No, I think it is that thing. It's for the family. 
I don't know because the first it's laying like, out the outfit. You've been watching too much of Spiral laying out the yeah, outfit, laying all out, those outfits laying out yeah. the burial outfit. Yeah, and it is even I remember when um, when Johnny died and we got his favorite navy suit yeah. and put him in it and then Lila wrote a card and put it inside so it's an incredibly ritualistic special mm. thing and then he did have a moment where people go and visit yeah and so you know it was sort of like we wanted him to look beautiful yeah so I'm just taking that out of the equation I'm just thinking what gives me the most joy in my life yeah so okay we're now going over We've got a sequin coat. Oh, more glitter. Okay, so, so tell me about this thing. You're so this wearing. is this is to me the epitome because I kind of you know my love of sequin and I just thought I'm enveloped by them in the sequin cape coat. Mm. I did actually find a one from Nasty Gal for sixty nine pounds, mm. which I bought first, which gave me the inspiration. And I felt so pleased with myself. And then I had the misfortune of going into the Alice Templey shop for something, oh, and I found the same version, but at a far greater price. And the sequin, the paillette, I looked and I said, but they're so much more beautiful. And, and these people on my Instagram have been saying, you know, fast fashion, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, let me just not do fast fashion anymore. So that is Alice, that coat. This is Alice Templey. This is from her bridal collection. And that's actually. what you're going to be buried in. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think you're, you know, I think something like that, we, knowing your love of sequins, it's absolutely worth every penny. And you're going to be buried in it, and yeah. I will make sure of that Thank you, if darling. you don't. Thank you, darling. <laughs> anyway, Trim, I've got a little present for you, and I'm just going to explain it. Yeah. Okay, what part of your body do you hate the most? My legs. Okay, and specifically what part of your My legs? My ankles. Yeah. So, are you going away this summer? Yes. Yeah. Will there be mosquitoes? Yes. Okay. So mosquitoes like the fleshiest part on a person's body. Mm-hmm. Okay. That being, here's a present for you. That being, you think the fleshiest parts of my body, my ankles still. I, I'm not sad. This is just something to help you. Oh my god! So there we have ankle <laughs> bracelets to keep the mosquitoes away, and they'll be nice insane. and tight round your ankles, so it'll really accentuate how fat they are. <laughs> you're so. But tired. you'll get no mosquito bites. Darling, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, listen, it's been fantastic. And thank you so much. Wow. Well, I didn't expect that. That was quite emotional. And it's made me realise how much I miss my darling friend. When we broke up and when we stopped working together, it was like a divorce. And I've been mourning my trend. So I've absolutely adored speaking to her. And now... It's just us. It's the pyjama party, the part where you tell us about your clothing disasters. Sarah? Hello, yes. Hi, Sarah. Susanna Constantine. Hello, Hello, Susanna. How are you? I'm very good, my love, and all the better having read your wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) So... Please enlighten our listeners about this disaster. Well, it does go back many years ago now when I worked in the headquarters of a county council office. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were many, many employees. Mm -hmm. And uh, twice a year we were visited by the blood transfusion service. Okay. And they would come to collect blood. Uh Now, at the time I had quite quite a mean boss 
who said that if I wanted to give blood, I'd have to donate it in my lunch hour. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so at lunchtime, I took the lift to the fourth floor to give blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after, after all that had happened, it didn't leave me with much time before I had to go back to my desk. Mm-hmm. And so I had a decision on my hands, but I couldn't have a quick sandwich or a quick cigarette. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would have the fag and <laughs> I went out into the car park to have a smoke. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a warm day and I think the combination of the, the sun, the blood and the smoking and I just fainted. Oh my goodness. I just collapsed. I went straight down like a sack of potatoes. And my wardrobe malfunction was the fact that I was wearing a very full skirt, mid-calf. And as I went down, the skirt went up. Oh, my God. Yes. So what was revealed? Knickers. And um, as I said, this has gone back many years Mm -hmm. ago. And we didn't have a lot of self-tanning products Mm -hmm. then. Uh, didn't really know too well how to use them properly. And mm-hmm. I think most girls would just tan from the ankle to the knee. Oh, my goodness. And so it was that orange shade of self-tanner. Looked like baked bean juice, really. Yeah, I remember it uh, well. Yeah, stunk of biscuits. Disgusting. And, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was orange to the knee <gasps> and white to the nickeline. Oh, Sarah, who found you? Well... There were some security car park attendants, and they used to walk around in pairs. Mm-hmm. And so they found me, panicked, radioed into the headquarters, and out came a little wheelchair to put me in. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I came around, I realised my wardrobe malfunction, <laughs> and I... And, you know, like the sort of like the deer on ice, I scrambled to get back <laughs> up and regain my composure as quickly as I could. And hey, presto, I went back down again on the floor, fainting a second time. What? So, yes, I know. I think it was, <laughs> I shouldn't have, you know, when you get up too quickly. Yes. And your head goes all dizzy. Anyway, I went back down for a second time. They put me in the wheelchair and insisted that, um, I needed to go back to the blood transfusion people to for a quick check over. Oh my lord! But they had to put me in the service lift, and so I was in this little wheelchair, surrounded by sacks of potatoes, onions, and carrots. <laughs> went back up to the fourth floor to be checked out, and then that is when I had to confess to them that I hadn't eaten anything and I'd had a smoke outside. Oh as well. my goodness! Fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, well, listen, you are an absolute goddess, Sarah. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. And um, my pleasure. If you think of any more, let us know. Oh, it's nearly all over. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you have, please tell the world and kindly give us a five star rating and review. It doesn't need to be long. Something along the lines of best podcast ever recorded will do just fine. Before we go, Let's not forget to thank our sizzling house band, Duo. Find and follow them at Duo Guitar Music. Thanks again to my darling, darling Trini. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Catch up soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. <laughs>